0: You're listening to the Mess and Mercy podcast with Katie Sanders, where you'll be inspired to grow in your walk with Jesus and live out your god purpose life by faith and obedience. Now, here's your host, Katie Sanders. Hey y'all, I have got the coolest thing to share with y'all. Um, my husband was telling me yesterday that I was just in the weirdest mood and I was because I felt a burden on my heart to find a word that the Lord had given me and I always know when he's preparing me for something and then I try to look for it in scripture and just let him do a work in my heart so I can bring that back to you. but the Bible is so cool. Like, once you start to study and, and really understand who God is and what he has for us, the scripture just comes alive. And I know that's difficult if you're in a place where you have a hard time understanding the Bible because I've, I've sat in that chair. Um, but God is so cool. And I'm going to show you a little bit of that today. But um, uh, Friday is kind of when all of this um, started Piecing together, and the Lord burdened my heart. I was re—I was um, doing this online learning thing for work, and I was taking a management course um, on communication and conflict management. And I don't know that I heard anything else um, out of that course except for only seven percent of our communication is verbal. Only seven percent of. of Our day-to-day interaction and how we communicate is verbal when you are trying to get a point across. And so um, I took seven words just to show you how few that is. Um, Let's say, I am a Christian. I am saved. That's seven words. I am a Christian. I am saved. And you say nothing else. What you do matters. Okay, we've talked a lot about um, salvation and sin and the separation of, of Christ, and we're just going to um, kind of continue on that uh, part three. There's so many words that the Lord has revealed to me for this, but um, it's, He's just speaking. It's wild. So I want to read you this scripture, and this is, I've referenced this scripture maybe in both part one and two of this kind of um message series but we're gonna read it again and we are gonna read it in the message version i don't usually use the message version um but um this gets your point across here. And I want you to hear it as as plain as you can. And I pray that even if you're convicted and people don't like those messages that convict them, that you will stay the course and hear the rest of this out because it is seriously so cool. Um, So we're going to go to Matthew 7, and we're going to start in verse 21. It says, Knowing the correct password, saying, Lord, Lord, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me what is required is serious obedience doing what my father wills I can see it now at the final judgment thousands strutting up to me saying master we preached the message we bashed the demons our God-sponsored projects had everyone talking and do you know what I'm gonna say I'm going to say you missed the boat you did what would you what you did was use me to make yourselves look important that does not impress me one bit and you're out of here and we'll say that one more time master we preached the message we bashed the demons our God-sponsored projects had everyone talking we were doing all the things God in your name did you see us did you see all of that stuff that we were doing for you did you see all of the programs and, and, and all of the ministries and, and all of the outreach? Did you see all that, God? And he said, you missed the boat. All you did was use me, use my name, use my character to make yourselves look important. And that does not impress me. Away from me, I never knew you. These words I speak that you are not incidental. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words built to live your life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock rain poured down, the river flooded, or tornado hit, but nothing moved the house, it was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in the Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a foolish carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. And when the storm rolled in and the waves came up, it just collapsed like a house of cards. wow, right? Um, and, and, and I know that scripture and even reading that right now just gives me a nauseous feeling in the pit of my stomach because I feel like this is what we don't understand in, in salvation. And, and this is, this is, has been a big part of my ministry. And, and I asked God, I was like, God, I I try I try to put that out there I try I try so hard to give them this what 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 else can can I sh- I've read this scripture twice already in the last two weeks what what can I do what can I show them to show them what what it means that it, that it has to be real that it can't look fake that it can't be superficial what how how do I do that and I looked and I looked and I looked yesterday and God reminded me of, of this picture that I took and I'm gonna see if I can pull it up on my iPad. Um, so I can show it and show it to you. But, um, oh yeah. So, um, me and my husband went to y'all just hang in there. We went to, um, the Dominican. We took a, a vacation back september october of last year and on our way out from this resort i was just captivated by this this tree that that i saw these trees that were everywhere um and and i took a picture of that tree and i knew that it just felt holy and it had some kind of significance um and now here we are um april nearly six months from then and god has just i pray that you see this and um and you can use it um but i don't know if can y'all see this tree and i see that there's a glare ignore my husband in the picture but if you can see these are root systems for this tree and um so after last night when the lord um took me back to this tree took me back to this this place where i just felt him um i did some some research on what kind of tree this was and it is called the mangrove tree and and that's not particularly significant but um so i started studying trees and and their significance and um you know the first tree that's mentioned in the bible is um the tree in the the garden of Eden. Um, and give me just a second. Um, I want to tell y'all how intentional God is like all throughout the Bible, God, you hear of the fig tree and the olive tree and, um, a tree that brings forth fruit and, and God uses that entire, the entire scripture to represent and compare us to trees. Um, and I know that sounds crazy, but listen to this on in the beginning in Genesis one, and you go back and look at how cool this is in the scripture, but there in seven days, you know, we've got those first seven days and, um, on day one day two day four and five he did one thing each day but on day three and on day six God did two things Um, the second thing being um, he talks about fruit of the trees he gave the trees fruit and then on day six he talks about fruit by humans You know that that we as humans are going to flourish and as humans we are going to grow into a people so on day three and on day six he did two things on all other days he did one thing but let me tell you even more the significance of this we see we've got to start seeing god as the tree of life like he is the end all be all and that is what you see on day three you see the the tree start to bring forth fruit day three the study of three the number three in the bible means um divine wholeness it means completeness and and you see jesus as the vine in that um but on day six the number six in the bible symbolizes sin and imperfection do you think it's a coincidence that on day three and on day six six being a multiplication of three, but three being perfect and six being sinful. That is the representation of, of who we are and who we are in God. And this is why he says, it doesn't matter. Now let's go back to that tree. I remember standing there and seeing all of those roots just intertwined and and the whole system was above ground and what i when i studied this tree yesterday um it's one of the only trees that can survive um in salt water um and it literally takes its root system takes the salt from the water and it travels up and it excretes the salt out of the leaves of this tree Let's go to Matthew 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Y'all. That tree, its roots, you can see how it is sturdy you can see how it is interwoven and intertwined and if that tree could speak it could still get its message across with just those seven words i am a christian i am saved what is significant about this tree i learned is when it is when it comes to grow it attaches itself to the floor and it grows upwards in the things that its roots attach to and it does not do well being replanted it does not do well being moved around but only on that firm foundation does it live, can you see its fullness and then it takes what is at the foundation of that floor and it just eats it up and it takes everything that it gets and it puts it out and it spreads it and so that the salt may be shared, so that Christ may be shared. Y'all, what you do matters, but it's got to come from the right place because what that scripture says about the house of cards, it says you can be a Christian or you can look like a Christian, but when things come crashing down, when uncertain times come, it's uncomfortable if you are not rooted. You have to be able to communicate Christ with more than your mouth. People are looking at who you are. People are looking at how you live. People are looking at what you do. There's People say that, that you know, by faith alone we are saved. And then the book of James says, no, faith without works is dead. But that book is to the believer Faith without works is dead. You cannot come to Christ and, and meet him and know him and absorb him and keep that to yourself. A light on a hill cannot be hidden. God has repurposed your life. He has given you something, you, just you, something to take in, something to share, something to spill out, something to give back. You can't just say, I am a Christian. I am saved. That's not good enough. You have to attach yourself to a solid foundation, one that says, no matter what, I am protected. Jeremiah 17 says that there was a plant, there was a tree planted by the water, and it did not fear when the heat came. It did not wither because it was planted by life. God is life. He is the only thing that brings forth true fruit, fruitation in our lives. We can multiply, but only one is holy. Literally, the word for infertility in the Bible, the Hebrew word for infertility means uprooted. Uprooted like a plant torn from its place. It is uprooted, it is thrown out. It has no opportunity to grow. An infertile woman has no opportunity to produce life just like we in Christ have no real opportunity to produce life. That's why our churches can be so busy and can be doing all of these things in God's name and never grow. And never reach a place of true humility and submission because acts that are empty are just that. It's just performance. And and that is what God has shown me. That's what He wants me to give you is do not perform. Grow from the bottom, from the source. Take it in and feel it run out. I've got I'm eight up with hives. It's just like, God needs you to know. It has to be real. It don't matter that you say, I am a Christian. I am saved. Those are just words. 7%. 7% of what you say. And then the rest. 90%. Three percent of your body mechanics, the way that you live your life, the things, the way that you, you present yourself, 97%, 93%, I'm sorry, 93%. That is huge. You are the salt of the earth. But if you have lost your saltiness, you are no good. I'd said you did all of these things to make yourself look important you wanted to make your church look pretty you wanted to make your lives look fancy you wanted to make yourself look like you were a good person but have you really spent trying time trying to be a good person a real person one that could walk by and see how intertwined your roots are how strong you are and say wow those roots look really bare but they also look really strong um what you do matters what what you say matters too but not as much as who you are um let's pray father god i pray that this has been a word spoken in your authority, God, that in this vessel, God, you will get attention and get hearts and that there will be more lamps, God, set out on a hill, more saltiness, more things taken from the foundation, God, from you, not from ourselves, not to make us look good. Not to make us seem good, but God, make us good, strong, and sturdy. That when the heat comes, God, we don't melt. That when the trials come, God, that we stand firm, God. When uncertainty comes, that we can be sure that you are Lord and you are our Father. And you will take care of us and provide for us. And God, that you would be glorified. That people would see what we have come from, God, and you would receive the glory that you would receive the honor and praise for the miracles that you perform, for the fruit that you produce, God, because on day six, we were created and we were sinful, God. But day three, day three, you come out of the tomb, God. You were resurrected. And you are Christ and Lord, and you save, and you give us a foundation to live on, to plant ourselves in, God. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your sacrifice, God. We thank you for your word. God, we thank you for you. Amen. Happy Monday, God, Guys, I hope y'all are encouraged by this. I hope y'all stuck with it. I know it's long. I love y'all. If you were encouraged by today's message, hit subscribe and meet us here again. Or head on over to Katie's website, messandmercy.com, to find more encouragement like free devotionals, Bible studies, and the blog. Thank you for tuning in to the Mess and Mercy podcast. We hope to see you again.